are four things you need to know up front. One, while we are talking to you, we're not talking about you. Your specific situation may not apply to our general podcast analysis. Two, the info we're using came from sources we think are reliable, but their accuracy and completeness are not guaranteed, not even by the companies issuing the data. Three, you cannot rely on the past results of any investment for future performance. The past is never exactly repeated, so past results can never predict future performance with any reliability. Four, there are many kinds of risk in any investment, no matter what may or may not be guaranteed. Look closely and consult your investment, legal, and tax advisors for deeper one-on-one discussion and analysis. What is the difference among a stock, a preferred stock, a bond, and alternative assets like cryptos and wine? I think it's worth knowing that because they all have very different rights and risks and and privileges attached to them. Well, for one, wine can fall off a shelf. So. Yeah, it sure can. A crypto sure can't. Can. I mean, it is right now, but but a crypto can get hacked and a wine can't. But but let's start. Let's start with stocks. All right. Um, what is a stock? It's an ownership portion of a company, or a corporation, rather. Okay. If you want to be there, technical. Got some got some fancy words in there. Yeah, it is not a place where you put somebody's head and arms through in, in back in the <laughs> colonial days. But it is that. Yeah, a stock is when when a company organizes itself. Let's take Coca-Cola, for example. When Coca-Cola puts itself together, it it says, Okay, if you give me a million dollars to make Coca-Cola, I will give you shares of stock that represent your million dollars. And now you have that much ownership and right in my company, right? Yeah. Now, uh, so a share of stock is a piece of ownership in a company. In a corporation to be specific because other companies like limited liability companies, they're not called stocks. They're called membership interests. All right, and, and let's, go, let's go one step further than that. And let's also say that because we have a liquid requirement for our core portfolio, that it's a stock that's publicly traded on a stock exchange somewhere, a major stock exchange somewhere in the world that we can get to pretty easily, right? Yes. So right. no private placements. No, not in our core portfolio. So a common stock entitles us to a piece of ownership. What other privileges go with owning a piece of owning a share of common stock? Not a piece of common stock, but a share of common stock. Uh, when the company pays out, maybe. What do you mean when it pays out? You mean when Just, it profit shares? Yeah, profit shares. What? What? A, yeah. When it, okay. Or when it appreciates. Uh, well, hold it. When, when the stock goes up, what does the, does the company do anything for us? What do you mean? The stock, I don't know. Does so the it? stock price goes up. Say the stock price was ten bucks and it went to fifteen. Did the company do anything? I wouldn't say so. No, it just was trading in the market by other people, right? Yeah. Maybe the performance of the company went up that justifies that move, but the company isn't doing anything. But owning owning the share of stock does give us some rights and privileges, uh, a privilege to, to profit share. It also gives us a right to vote. Did you know mm-hmm. that? Mm-hmm. What are the sorts of things you think we get to vote on? I don't know. I've never actually clicked Members on it when board. it asked me to. Yeah, you get to vote on things like uh, there's a board of directors that oversees the management of the company. They report, they, in a sense, they report to us as the owners. If we own shares of stock, they report to us. They are working for us. 
Is it, it's a good idea to vote on all those when when you're thinking and research it and stuff. Well, oh, for the sorts of stocks that we own in our core portfolios, we own such a small portion of the business that if we voted or didn't vote, it probably doesn't make a difference. I do think as a matter of practice, it's good to get to familiarize yourself with the sorts of things you can vote on because you don't just vote on the people who run the business. You also wrote, you also vote on the rules of the business. For example, it might be a vote put to you to say, we won't invest in, in, in oil anymore. We won't invest in carbon emissions. We're going right. to become a green company. That's the sort of well, thing that gets put to votes. the share to the share owners to vote on. Uh, what are the risks of owning that stock? Common so we know stock. what our rights and privileges are in our profit sharing. What did you say? Owning common stock, right? Because it's yeah. very different from preferred. Well, I mean, well, we were going to go to preferred, but we're just calling common stock stock for now. Well, but let's just we'll call them the same thing. Common stock is stock. From a very technical legal standpoint, you usually your common stocks normally have, depending on the class, have the lowest liquidation preference. Wow, class liquidation preference. There's a lot of big words there. <laughs> yeah, Connor's just shaking his head like, what? What string? All right, let, let's let's talk about it a little bit differently. What you're saying, Leela, is is that the people who own the common shares are get what's left over of the business. If the business were to close its doors today and say, okay, no more Coca-Cola. We sold everything. We're just going to give it out. The shareholders get what's left over, right? Yeah. So first, anybody who lent the company money, they get paid. Any preferred stockholders, because they're preferred to me being common, they get paid. <laughs> anybody who was owed payroll, they get paid. Anybody who provided cans or, or ingredients to the syrup, they get paid. And then when the money that's left over or lack the common of stock, no, no, the money that's left over, we get paid, right? That's what we're owed. That's what we get. But let's say the company doesn't close its doors. But this also applies to dividends, for example. Um, Dividend, it, you mean profit sharing? Profit sharing, Because yes. that's what we Profit call it. sharing. This also applies to profit sharing. So, of course, the lenders get paid first because they are entitled to what they're owed. But prefer preferred stockholders have a predictable dividend usually built in. No, maybe. You can't pay a preferred uh, profit sharing if you don't have a profit, though. That's true, but so, they will get paid before the commons. They, they will, but the, so we're talking about what the risk is to the common. The risk is that by the time everybody gets paid, there's not enough left over for you to get your money back. So that's the risk we take as the common shareholder. But what if there's a lot of extra left over? So the thing about owning the common stock is that everybody else, we know exactly what they get. The preferred stock, we know exactly what they get. The lenders, we know exactly what they get. People who are owed payroll, we know exactly what they get. The common stock could either be a huge amount or a small amount, right? Or nothing. But while the company's operating, the important thing was that it was to fit our, our rules of our game. Right. It was making profits and sharing them yeah, with us. Yeah, just in profit a, sharing. And, right. and but the risk is that something might go wrong, that Coca-Cola might disappear because there's nuclear cola, right? It's unlikely <laughs> to happen it's in over best. 120 years. <laughs> Only Pepsi's come close and not that close, yeah. right? Well, a new cola is going to do it. 
new yeah. clear cola? <laughs> what's, what's the upside? Yeah, it's new and it's clear <laughs> and it will power you. Well, what's the upside the, uh, is, upside is like Mark said. Well, well, the upside is that pile of money that's left over. It's, it, if the market sees that after you made a profit and you profit shared, you still had a big pile it left might over, be a fat pile. the market goes, oh, it's worth more now and your stock price goes up. And it goes right? to the commons. The common, yes, the common, we are the commoners. No, <laughs> just remember common stock is stock in, in the way we look at these things. Now we're going to go to the next thing that Leela talked about, which is called a preferred stock. Now a preferred stock, it is a type of ownership in the company, but it's not the same as the common. You don't have the same rights. You only get the, you, what you get is it's, it's sort of like you've lent the company some money, but if the company messes up, you can take over for the common shareholders. That's the way it's designed. The company still has to make a profit for it to profit share with you, but you're in a safer position. So you were going to say something. This is just big money. This is, I imagine a preferred stock that you're, you're putting in quite a bit of a... No, no actually, actually it's less money. Actually, I, I, it sounds like it would be big money, but it's actually smaller money. Think about it this way. If I'm Coca-Cola and I have 100 million of common stock, the amount of preferred stock I can probably issue, it might be like 10 or 20 million. First, the common stock doesn't want to see preferred stockholders above them taking profit sharing before them. They don't like it. And the preferred stockholders want to know that there's a lot of common beneath them because they don't get to profit share in the same way. Remember, they only get what's, what their, 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 their profit sharing specified. There's no leftover pile of money they get to participate in. Only the common, the, co the stockholders get that. So the preferred, they're in a slightly more secure position. That's, that's why you want, that's the goal. You choose preferred just to be in that slightly more secure position. Preferred, yeah, yeah, and because you know exactly what you're going to get is your profit sharing, it's stated. A preferred stock always has a stated amount of, pro of profit sharing. It's called the coupon. So it might be a, a 6% preferred. Does my portfolio have a lot of preferred in it? Nope, because we haven't gotten there yet. Okay. The way, we've, the way we've been using preferreds is, let's say you had more money than we wanted to put to work in just really good equity opportunities. We wanted to have some, some spare money to use when we see really good opportunities. Well, where do we put that money so that it's liquid and paying us a good rate? We could put it in the bank today and get, what, less than 1%? Uh, I could put it in a bond somewhere and maybe get two or 3%. Or I can buy a, a pretty safe preferred stock that maybe is issued by a bank or one of the companies that we, we study very carefully. It's going to pay me 6% and the stock price isn't going to move very much. Yeah. Or you can put it in tobacco or guns and get 10. Uh, <laughs> but now you're in a common stock again though, Connor. And so now it's going to fluctuate and move more. We're talking about something that's sort of like a savings account so that when right. you find that big thing that you want to invest in, you take it out of there. Right. Let's say you found the good gun, the good gun stock play that you wanted to, you sell your preferred and buy your 9% gun so stock. So now with the preferred, now let's say the company, it's not a good thing if that company kind of goes to shit and now you are controlling like it's a very, never a like good you don't thing want if, that if you invested in a company shit. that goes <laughs> yeah exactly which is why when we see a company start to make a big mistake we usually say cut it is there any way that as a an investor that there's nothing you can do to to you're not benefiting you're just in or out you got yeah you just got to get out 90 percent of the time you're either in or you're out because we don't have a big enough position to have a voice if we had a 
10 or 20% position, even if we had a 5% position in a public company, first of all, we'd have to report it publicly. And then we might be talking to management about things like a board seat or other things. However, that's big money. (laughs) That's that's very big money. money. That's that's playing a different game in the stock market, not the game we're playing with our core portfolio. I mean, there is also another time and place for preferred stocks. And as an attorney, I see that in more private transactions. But we're not talking about private because it violates our liquidity rule for the core portfolio. portfolio. So that's for down the line. That's for an expanded portfolio. Now, the, the next investment vehicle that we want to talk about are bonds. Bonds are basically loans. Uh, a loan is basically you're renting my money from me, right? If I lend you a hundred bucks, Connor, you're renting my money, right? Yeah. And you got to pay me rent on the money. That's the interest. Yeah. And then at the, end of, at the end of the rent period, you got to pay me my money back, yeah. right? It's exactly what a bond is. It's what a loan is. So when we've talked about our requirements, they have to be profit sharing. That includes rent. <laughs> okay. So if we buy bonds, we're, we're, we're lending our money out, we're renting it to somebody and we got to get a good rent back. Uh, the risk there is that when you don't have a ton of money to invest, if you have a portfolio of less than 10 million bucks, it's hard to buy bonds directly. It's not dangerous. Why would it be dangerous? I don't know. I feel like loaning out money. I'm just picturing like you have to like chase people down and like break knees and shit. (laughs) Ah, yeah. It's if you're lending privately. You're right. For the loan sharks. Yeah. Uh, in, in, in the in the publicly listed markets for loans or bonds, uh, they they are rated by credit agencies, and you can buy things that are super safe, like a triple A, and super dangerous and risky, like a C or a D. Uh, we're generally who, talking who when the who there, there enforces three, that at that point when it's a triple A, the the who, government, yeah, like is it who rates a bond, them? Like decide, a bond, you know. There are three companies that rate bonds. They're called Moody's, Fitch. And was it Zach's? I just know Moody's, Mark. But when you <laughs> buy a bond... Or Standard Poor's, s and yes, Like for yes. bail, but right? No, order? no, no. That's a totally different thing. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, you got to explain them. A loan to a company is usually in the form of a bond. You could do it as a loan as a bank, but if you're an investor, what, what, the, what the company says is, it says, I'm going to... I'm going to issue a hundred million dollars of these pieces of paper called bonds. And they're going to pay you 10% interest. Uh, every three months, you're going to get an interest payment from me. And the end of five years, uh, you're going to give me that piece of paper back. And I'm going to give you your hundred million dollars back. That's a bond. And then the credit rating agencies will come in and say, huh, how good a, how good a bond is this investor? Uh, you should know, can these guys actually pay it back or not? And they will rate the bond. And if and the best bonds are are rated AAA and bonds that are considered investment grade, that means big institutions, pension funds, consider them to be pretty safe, are triple B and above. I know it all sounds. Does like anyone actually pay that shit back? I can't. Yes, oh, they, yeah, all, they, they all do. They do. They, they do. all do. Otherwise, very bad things happen to companies like Coca Cola and Pepsi who issue bonds. The problem with bonds is that if you or I want to go buy a bond, it's hard to go find one. They don't trade very often. Most of the time, they're in portfolios of funds. So we end up having to buy a fund to buy bonds, and funds require things like minimum investment amounts, minimum amount of time to hold the investment. 
you got to have a bigger portfolio to start to diversify into bonds in a good, meaningful way. And today, in January of 2022, they're not paying very well anyway. So we're not too worried about now, it. Now, one question for you, Mark. Government bonds. What about those? <laughs> those are the safest and pay the lowest amount of interest, except for one particular type of bond that's tied to uh, inflation rates. Uh, there are two types of those. One's called an I bond and the other's, uh, it's, um, it's some form of a, a... U. U bond. <laughs> not, not a U bond. The name escapes me at the moment, but there is another type of bond that, that adjusts to the inflation rate. Otherwise, all U.S. Treasury bonds or government bonds have one stated interest rate and that's it. For example, today, the 10-year bond, if you're going to lend the U.S. government money for 10 years, they'll pay you about 1.5% interest. Whereas if we buy a really safe preferred stock, it'll pay you 6% interest. But that's how bonds and loans, does that make sense? How you can and lend money work? to the government? Yeah, yeah. The, the government is borrowing all the time. Correct. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know I, you know, tax money, but you can lend it to them on three month basis, six month basis, nine months, one year, all the way out to thirty years. California and state billionaires bonds are, are tax free, are, by are the way. You, when guy, when billionaire people start like really spreading their portfolios out, is this part of one? Are they lending government money quite a bit? In a different interest rate environment, yes. <laughs> uh, well, the, the the big money people are, are buying types of bonds, but probably not treasury bonds. They're buying probably things that Leela just mentioned a state bond, which is called a, a muni bond. And there's, uh, um, here in California, you don't pay taxes on your gains, by we, the way. That, that's a whole different, that's a whole Whole nother ballpark. It is. And, and you can buy those types of bonds in smaller amounts through specialty dealers and brokers. And that's not a very attractive market right now. So in my portfolio that, that, I, that I run to, to look at how we should run these sorts of profit-sharing portfolios, I have none of that right now because it, it just isn't attractive. It may be attractive in six months, and then we'll have a reason to talk about it. The last area we want to talk about is probably the most controversial, alternative assets. Now, alternative assets are not like alternative facts. They are actual real things, and they come in two basic varieties. Watches. Soft assets. Watches. <laughs> Cheap sunglasses, right? <laughs> Let's go to a ZZ Top song. <laughs> no. Uh, they, come in two, they come in two types. There's soft and there's hard. And what do I mean by soft and hard? Don't ask me. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. There's our My innuendo. Yeah. Uh, hard assets, a uh, one that you, you got. Even it's a physical thing. Yeah. Right. Tangible. Something you can hold, like a, a bottle of wine, a, a, a Picasso painting. Your watch. Yeah. Or, or uh, your Piaget a, 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 watch. No. Because your Timex watch is not a hard asset. His Nautilus, uh, a, a Patek Nautilus. Oh, my, or my, my 30 foot Beneteau sailboat collector 101. Is a hard asset. Yes. Hard as hell. Now, a soft <laughs> asset, something that isn't tangible, <laughs> like, like, say, a Bitcoin or an NFT. Those would be considered soft assets. Now, what makes them controversial is that, well, how do they violate our core, core portfolio rules? They're not liquid. They don't yeah, try to sell share. one tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can get profit sharing, actually. There is a way to get profit sharing, but you need to understand the game that's being played. You could buy, for example, a, a cryptocurrency fund. 
and they will pay you distributions that are like dividends. But understand there's no dividend coming from the crypto itself. It's because they're trading or mining or creating. So you're, you're buying not just the soft asset, you're buying someone who's manipulating and trying to, to optimize values on But now assets. that comes with too much effort. Because you actually have to know. No, you can you buy have. somebody's fund. You can buy an, okay. an exchange traded fund. You could buy a Bitcoin mining stock like Rhodium or Hut 8. But if you're now you're morally like against, you know, if you're like energy consumption, then ah, like climate mining, change, yeah, right? you know, mining Bitcoin is not necessarily the best thing for the world. So although there is one, there's a there are a couple of green Bitcoin. They're 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 based out of Scandinavia. Never um, mind. <laughs> Never mind. But, but my, my thing would be if you're using that sort of green energy, let's use it in places that are better than mining. Yeah. Soft assets. Uh, and then uh, so so they violate our core portfolio rules in that they they we can't liquidate them quickly. Uh, they don't profit share. Uh, and they're super volatile. So they're ridiculous. But um, and let's talk about but that's, hard but that's core portfolio, which is chill. You know, I still have it on my outside portfolio that I can I can still be in it a little you bit. You mean our playground? Yeah, in the playground, oh. I, I'm playing with Ethereum. Yes, I, I agree that that our playground portfolios are the are a great place for for alternative assets. Like I've got in mine, I've got a lot of wine, I have art, I have sports memorabilia. Um, yeah, uh, some of it costs me money to maintain wine. You can't just leave it lying out. Um, uh, sports memorabilia can't let signatures fade. <laughs> yeah, can't uh, can't use them use it anymore. That's my for point sure. is that that soft a, uh, that alternative assets actually typically cost you money to hold them, whether it's a Bitcoin account and a digital wallet that you have to have security around or whatever it is. It's not sharing money with you. It's costing you money to keep the thing up. Yeah. So bear that in mind. They're volatile. They can go way up and way down. They can be a lot of is fun. That, so is that more of a pleasurable like aspect of your life then? Is that what you? Yeah. You know, why? Why not? I, I like a fan, nice wines, and I like like. It's APs. a perfect place. That for, that's why it's a playground. You should enjoy. You should have fun on a playground, right? Your core portfolio should be to power your life and to make sure you you can get to the next thing you want to do in your life. And your playground is where you enjoy the time that you've earned because you do work hard. Thanks for listening. Before we go, here's a reminder. You have 30 minutes a month of one-on-one -on -one consulting to discuss your specific situation with us. We recommend you take advantage of that.